Today's guest is Laura Rubin. Her mission is to redefine success. Society has us believing that the only way to succeed is to ride the hustle train. Laura believes there is another way, a way that reconnects us to ourselves and allows us to take back our lives. Topics of discussion, redefining success through understanding the power of pause, unleashing the real you, living intentionally, and giving yourself permission to play. Give a warm welcome to Ever Blessed, Laura Rubin. So how are you, Laura? I am good. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to today. Yes. Exciting. Exciting, isn't it? What is your actual title? I, I call myself a personal joy trainer. Okay. Personal joy trainer. Okay. This is mm-hmm. going to be fun. Yeah. You have um, just a... I mean, I am just like looking at your website. I love it. I love it. Especially when you were talking about, don't call it a midlife crisis, call it a midlife. It's an awakening. Yeah. It's an awakening. Like Mm -hmm. awakening for sure. Or um, the way you put it was, oh, like a midlife compass. Our compass is needing to be re-navigated or redirected. Mm -hmm. So, and you put in that you are the navigator for that. So can you tell the listeners exactly what you do? So they can get to know exactly what your journey is all about and what you can, how you can help them. You bet. So I um, started off by checking off all the boxes of college, career, marriage, children, all the things that society tells you, this is how your life should be. This is what you're going to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. And so I did all of those things and I reached midlife and for all, you know, if you looked at the external, I had all those things. And yet internally, I didn't feel fulfilled. I did not feel like I felt like I had been hustling and working really hard and, you know, just trying to grab that brass ring over and over again. And I, I had all these accomplishments. Now I've done all these things and inwardly, I still wasn't fulfilled. And as a result, um, the I lost my job. The company that I worked for closed in midlife. I decided to, I had the opportunity to take some time and determine who I was and what mattered to me because I had a choice at that point. I could go back and jump back on the hamster wheel, doing the things that I knew how to do that didn't necessarily light me up. Mm. Or I could take the time to really discover who was Laura, what mattered to Laura, and let's live a life on my terms based on what I discovered of who I was. Let that be the compass. Let that be the lens from which I live my life from. So I went on this journey of, you know, peeling back the layers, getting, getting off the hustle train, because I work, you know, not only do I work with women in midlife, I also work with women that are riding the hustle train that don't know how to slow down because I was one of them. Mm. And so I just rearranged my life in such a way that living life on my terms became one of my number one priority. And really what that meant was just peeling back all those layers, uh, removing the labels, wife, mother, CEO, employee, business owner, whatever that looked like. And it's, it was, well, who am I if I'm not those labels? What am I if I'm not those labels? 
and really diving deep to an inward reflection, inward work of finding out what was important to me. And it's been a great adventure. And that's really what it is. And I encourage all of my clients and the people that I work with, look at this. It's scary, but look at it as an adventure. And I'm having a blast on the adventure. And it's fun I'm finally living life, starting to live life on my terms. My yeses mean yes. My noes, I say, I say no unapologetically because I know from where I'm coming from. I know who I am and I know what's important to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is so true. Cause I um I guess I'm in that midlife uh scenario. It's um it's been an interesting ride, especially when you don't have the proper manual. Like no life is not does not have a manual for anyone. I mean, you just literally just have to kind of like blindly pick and choose based on the situation that you have in front of you. And sometimes it's never the right choice, but it's either based on someone else's benefit. It's not really your benefit. You know, it's always like you said, being a mother, you have to make the choices based on their well-being because you know you're going through something that if you choose to go in a direction where I need to do this for myself it's not benefiting everyone it's always about the priority of the children it's always about we become the back burner with a lot of the things that we choose in our lives so you know some women in their 30s are starting to go into like a panic mode knowing that they are in a serious crossing the one way this way, the other way, and knowing that they are no longer in their 20s and they're creeping into their midlife area. How do you calm these thoughts uh, with a prospective customer? So I think the thing to remember is that to look at it as an adventure in figuring out who we are. You know, we t- you talked about in the different stages of our life. In our 20s, I feel like it's all about getting that job. What's the career? What's the salary? In the 30s, it's raising a family. Um, And then we start to realize in our 40s, children are getting older, they don't need us as much. And we have spent so much time taking care of others and doing things externally of ourselves that we don't know how to take care of, of ourselves. And so as a result, it's just, it's starting to look at what's important to me. What works for me? What do I like? Just kind of figuring out those things. As your children become more self-sufficient, as your family doesn't require your tending to 24-7, or you you don't have to give your life over to a job, you start thinking about what's important to me. What do I like? You start trying new things. And it could be just little. This is the thing to remember. You don't go from A to D without doing B and C. So you take one small step a week, one small step a month just to make a change to try to discover what lights you up and what you want to do. Because if you think about, okay, I'm at A and all of a sudden my kids are going to be gone and I'm I'm not going to have them to, you know, to focus my life on. I don't know how to take care of myself. That's a scary place to be. Mm -hmm. What's one little thing that you can do today that will kind of start you thinking about yourself a little bit. Maybe it's you take five minutes in the morning to have a cup of coffee and you're not doing it on the run. You're not doing it in front of your computer. You're not doing it in the car as you drive your children to school or whatever that is. You take five minutes, you pour yourself a cup of coffee, you sit at the table and it's like, what does it smell like? What does it taste like? How does the mug feel in your hand? What are, what are the sounds that are going on around you? Take five minutes just to be aware of what is happening in your life at that moment. Yeah. That's how you start. 
Yeah, I completely agree because I've had moments where I did do that. Um, and it's so interesting how you mentioned that we just, just those simple five minutes to ourselves helps a lot to kind of recollect and, you know, collect our thoughts from the days prior and almost like a post-it note to-do list, but a to-do list for self-awareness and self-reflection. So, and for me, I used to get up extremely early, maybe like at four o'clock in the morning, but that was because I was, one of my goals was to actually run a marathon. So I started going to bed with my shoes on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, I know I was going to find an excuse to not get up. Sure. Maybe two mornings were like that. I would wake up with my shoes on and I look like oh, it's 30 in the morning. Oh my gosh. But then by the third morning, I was like, you know what? You need to stop. <laughs> stop yeah. doing this to yourself. This is for you. Don't make right. any more excuses. Do this for you. You are at a pivoting moment in your life where you came out of a abusive relationship. You went into a battered shelter. You literally started from the ground up. You have to find a way to make something for you. So that was one of the things that I did for myself. And I noticed that uh, you started as a horse girl. So I was one of the guys in sports specifically. So like, like, tell me a little bit about, cause I love horses. I've I think I've only been on the back of a horse maybe two or three times. And out of those, uh, I actually scared the horse. It threw me off the back and I didn't oh want to go on it for the for the rest of my childhood. But I literally went on a horse because I wanted to conquer my fear. I love horses, but it was just that childhood memory that was tarnished about horses. So when I was in my 30s, I said, I'm going for a horse ride. So one of my girls and I, we went to Wisconsin Dales and they actually had horse trotting mm -hmm. thing that mm -hmm. they did. And I got on my own horse and I was like, I had to break those negative things in my life. I wanted to do something positive or replace those negatives yeah. with a positive. So how did you start? It looked like you said you, in your story about you, you're in your bio, you're saying that even though you are a, um, you're a city girl, but you loved equestrian. So um, I did. tell me a little bit about how that all started for you. Yep. So first of all, kudos to you because falling off a horse as a child is very traumatic and is, especially if you're not used to horses or mm -hmm. used to being around them. So kudos for you for taking that step and doing something outside your comfort zone. And that's one of those things. And you talked about also running for yourself and taking that time. That's the little step that when you're successful at that, then you get successful at the next thing and you get successful at the next thing and you build that confidence muscle. And so it just, it takes just those little steps that we build on top of each other. And we realize, oh, I could do that. Then I can do this. And then I can do this. So that is awesome that you, you know, you conquered the fear and did it at 30. I was a horse crazy child, started at 10 years old, had no idea. My parents don't know the front end from the back end of a horse, still don't, <laughs> just never did. But they supported me. They supported my love of horses. And I started by taking, um, we had a local like recreational group that um, it was called South Suburban and they put on in the summer, they would put on various programs for kids to be involved in when they were off from school. And one of them was horseback riding. So my mom signed me up and she would take me out. I think it was just a week long and she'd take me every day and I'd get to ride and 
it ended by, we had this, um, little horse show, all of us, you know, and, and that was it. I was hooked and I was a horse crazy child. So I think at the age of 13, somehow I had saved enough money and I don't remember exactly, but my parents let me buy a horse. Oh my goodness. I can't even believe to this day that they let me buy a horse. So I bought a horse and in between that time, I had actually started to go out to a stable that was in our area that took guided horseback rides out into this state park, this national state park or the state park that we had. So I was in the summertime, I was around horses all day long. But at one point I convinced my parents to let me buy a horse. And then that was kind of the end of it. I had horses all the way through the end of high school. When I went to college, I sold my horse. And then I started, I thought, okay, I'm, I mean, I just thought I'm done. I'm college, you know, career, getting married, horses weren't going to be a part of it. And it just, it never went away. And mm-hmm. so I started when my um, oldest daughter was three, I bought my next horse and I've had horses ever since. And that was over 30 years ago. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. I love, I mean, here in Texas, literally um, I'm in the cattle ranch area yeah. of Texas. Yeah. So the old part of Greenville, Texas is all cattle ranch. And ironically, my house was surrounded by one side was all chickens and hens and roosters. Another side was actually sheep. Across the street were cattle and behind me oh were horses. Along uh-huh. the fence. So I would walk up to the fence yeah. early in the morning when I drank my coffee for five yeah. minutes to enjoy like giving a carrot or an apple to one of the horses that were right over there. Oh, just so beautiful, beautiful creatures. So the, yeah. <laughs> the beautiful the beautiful thing about horses is they meet you where you're at. They have no judgment, no preconceived notions about anything. They if you want an example of living in the present hang out with a horse because they live in the here and now. They're not worried about what's happening in the future and they don't beat themselves up for what happened in the past. It is right here, right now. They're unapologetic about who they are and they're a great model for us. And I actually, um, I own horses at home. I have horses at home and I actually work with women and with the horse. It it really, it's amazing when we're stuck around something, we have an issue that we just can't work through. We'll go sit with the horses And they just have this magical ability just to bring things up and out and they mirror what they see. And so if a client is closed off, they'll go stand at the other, at the opposite end of of the pen, because it's like they mirror, they're going to be closed off. If the client starts having a breakthrough, you'll watch them start coming closer. If the client starts dropping their, you know, their guard and and really uh, diving into, you know, some inner work, they'll start getting closer and closer because they're starting to connect. It's interesting. It's beautiful to watch. Yes, it is. Oh my goodness. Yes. And unfortunately I moved to, uh, I moved maybe a couple blocks away, but uh, yes, I love to be close to animals as possible. But uh, if you could ask your horse three questions, what would that be? If you were able to ask, be like the horse whisperer, (laughs) what would you ask them? You know what? I think the first thing is, how do you view life? How do you see life through your lens? You know, just, it would be so beautiful because like I said, they're, they're unencumbered. We are so encumbered by our perceptions and the labels that we wear and things that have happened to us in a, in the past and how we've been molded and told 
They don't have any of that. So it would be beautiful to see what is your perception? How do you see the world? I think that would be really neat. I think it would be fun to see, to ask them specifically, what do you think about humans? You know, what do you think about us who carry all the baggage and all the stuff and we're worried about the future or we're, we're, you know, ruminating over the past and they're just like, we're here. We're living yeah. in the here and now. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, what's wrong with you? This doesn't have to be like this at all. And then I think the last question would be, what in, in life do you find enjoyment? What is true joy for them? It'd be fun to find out. If only we had that talent to, I mean, some people actually do have that talent where they're able to connect like, yeah. And it's just, oh, yeah, it's amazing. It's beyond words. Thank I you like for to, sharing I, that. Oh, you're welcome. I also like to tell my clients that they need to, because so many times we get to a certain age or we're out of elementary school and we don't play anymore. We don't free play. Let's say, you know, we're in organized sports or, you know, we're doing all of these, this kind of outside activities, but they have external rewards. You know, you win or you lose, you get first or you get second or, or whatever that looks like. Or, you know, you, you paint something and, it, you know, we're not encouraged to paint outside the lines or to color outside the lines and just be, look at a dog. I oftentimes tell my clients, look at the dogs still care. They go out and play, play, they sniff, you know, they engage all of their senses. We don't do that after elementary school. So it's another thing, you know, so animals are really great guides into how to really just truly enjoy life. Animals have a connection that we forget about, you know, mm -hmm. at a young age, we, you know, when we get older, we lose the sense we become tainted with society and the environment around us that we lose those senses and dogs literally zone us back into or hone us back into our senses and teach us what really life and our purpose is. So Horses and dogs that have had traumatic experience, granted, they do have a little bit of PTSD, whatever you want to call it. But for the most part, they still want, they want unconditional love and they want to give unconditional love. So they are, you know, they're a beautiful example of how life, how we can live our lives. And I mean, we're talking about beautiful animals. What would be the most beautiful place you've ever been? Oh, my place I love is Italy. I absolutely, I've been to Italy twice. And if, if someone's going to ask me where I'm going to go, that's going to be, if I could go anywhere, I would go there. I'd actually live there if I could oh, Not yeah. right now, but I would <laughs> love to live there. It is beautiful. And we, um, my favorite place is up North in the, what they call the Lake country. There's like three or four mm. lakes up there. And it's, it's very different than the, than Southern Italy. And I love, I like Southern Italy as well, but I have discovered that I am a mountain lake forest. If I'm going to have to choose between beach and sunshine, which I love beach, sunshine and warmth or beautiful meadows and trees and mountains and lakes, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the lakes and the mountains, even though I love the warmth and the sunshine, I just connect with lakes and mountains and trees. Oh yeah, I totally agree. But uh, my ancestors are from Spain, so that'll be pretty interesting to think about. Yeah, because that's right up there. I would love to. I would love to visit Spain. Uh, what was the other one that I'd like? I'd like to um, visit Switzerland. I think, mm -hmm. that, which is right above Italy. But like I said, the first place that that comes to mind when you say where would you Italy? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 
Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Who do you think of as a mentor and uh, what did you need to learn from them? So I actually currently have several mentors that, that I interact with. I've got a gal who is very spiritual, that looks at business from the spiritual realm. I have another gal that um, I'm a part of her program. And she's, you know, it's interesting. When I started my business and I started working, it was all about strategy. It was all about how do I make money? How do I build a website? How do I, you know, get people into my programs? It was all the strategy side. And now that I have a really good handle, and you can always learn more, but now that I feel like I have a good handle on that, everything that I want to learn is all on what I would call the feminine energy side of Mm. things. So I did all the masculine energy where I created this container that I can work within. Now I want to flow within it. So my mentors now are all about tapping into my feminine energy and flow and intuition and compassion and empathy. And it's really neat for me to integrate the masculine energy that is really easy for me because that's kind of how I operate. And that's kind of how I have built my businesses, but it's been really fun to integrate the feminine energy with it Hmm. and, and get a sense of completeness and fulfillment and being full. It's like, the masculine energy is the container. It's like a glass of water. And then the feminine energy is the water that's actually in the glass and it moves and it flows, but you still have this container from which you work within. I love it. I'm absolutely loving that. It's like the next level for me. Yeah. I've never thought of it that way, but it really makes sense to me. And, you know, we always have to have balance. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's the yin and yang in, in everything that we do. That's complete balance. And I love the analogy that you brought out. And I mean, I'm actually seeing it completely different. It makes sense because if you think about it, you know, society has always had a forefront of masculinity and a lot Mm -hmm. of things that go on. We were brought up to utilize that, even though us being females, you know, that was one of the things that were a traditional way of creating and building and constructing things in our lives brought on from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. Thank you so much. Cause I'm like, I'm really new. <laughs> I love it. So love the, it. And the, the interesting part is you are exactly right. Society rewards the masculine way of doing things. It rewards the doing, doing, doing. When was the last time when you met a person for the first time What's the first thing you usually get asked or, you know, you will ask, what do you do for a living? Because that's the marker that, you know, people start conversations with. How about what did you do for fun last weekend? Why isn't that the first question that we ask? Why is it about, you know, who are you in your job? Because society has made that important. Society has pushed the go, 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 the do, 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 you know, this goal, then the next goal, then the next goal. and. The thing is, we need both, like you said, a balance of both. I still use my masculine energy and that masculine trait, and it serves me well. I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's just learning how to integrate the feminine side. Mm -hmm. And as women, you know, obviously men and women have both energies, but as women, you know, we are taught and modeled to deny that feminine energy, which is our core essence of who we are. So I really feel that it's becoming more and more evident. I think people are starting to realize it, but it's so important to tap back into that feminine energy and bring it back into our lives. 
thousand percent. I agree on that for sure. And I know we were talking about the you being the midlife navigator and mm-hmm. your customers, their goals and their journeys when they reach out to you. What is the story that really touched you from one of your customers, if you wanted to share that with the listeners, that just kind of tugged at your heart? Any other comments or anything that you got out of it that really touched you from working with one of your customers? I think the biggest thing, and I've heard this multiple times, actually, not just one, I'm too old. It's too late. You know, this is the only way I know how to do things. Or I don't, you know, I can't slow down because if I do... I have just felt this desperation and, and almost a resignation of, well, this is it. I'm, I'm stuck in this, you know, I've got to keep going the way it's going, or I'm not going to be successful or however that looks. And it's really sad to me because I think as women, we're selling ourselves short, you know, so that's really the catalyst because I didn't necessarily feel exactly the same way, but I thought, if I stay on the trajectory or I'm, I'm at, am I really going to be happy in 30, 40? Because if you look at, you know, when you're in, in midlife these days, you could have another 40 years in front of you. Do I want to live the last 40 years like I lived my first 40 years? I don't think so. I want to live better. I want to learn. I want to take the wisdom and the things that I learned. And I felt the same way for these women. And I could just connect as I started to change and get excited and realize what the potential and possibilities were. It's like when I hear those women talk about the way that they talk, like as if they're in resignation, it just saddened me. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. I promise you. So that was the catalyst. And I've had clients actually say that to me. And then as I work with them, the world starts opening up and they start seeing the possibilities and the potential. And it's a wonderful feeling to see them have that aha moment and go on and and really make a difference, you know, really take charge of their lives. Just having someone who like you, Laura, that's grabbing someone by their hand and saying, there's so much more. Let Mm -hmm. me show you that nirvana moment for them. It's just, it's so beautiful to have someone share that and be part of that. So it's, it's an honor to have to talk with someone who has that purpose, that goal, that light in wanting to do something like that. That's amazing. And on your website, you have a few awesome programs. And I think there was one of them that's called like the, amongst all of that, you also have something that's called like a midlife gatherings and musings. Mm -hmm. Now, is there anything like upcoming events that you'd like to share or anything going on? I know we're in the pandemic still kind of like the tail end of it, hopefully. So I am looking at um, putting together a workshop, like a four hour workshop, probably the first part of 2022. So I'm just in the in the beginning stages of molding what that's going to look like what we're going to do. The one thing I can tell your listeners is that I am really big on experiential activities. So, you know, my clients are used to their corporate, their entrepreneurs, they're used to sitting behind a desk. So my goal is let's get you out from behind that desk and let's experience life in your whole being. We oftentimes live from our shoulders up. We're all in our heads, but there's so much more to us when we get out of our heads and out of our minds and we just get to settle into our body and we start using our whole, what I call whole being 360. So the workshops that I do are all about, we play in the dirt, we play with paint. If we're at the house, we'll go out and play in the barn with the horse. You know, we'll do activities because these women are used to sitting in boardrooms, sitting at desks, you know, 
having high powered meetings or whatever that looks like, they need to look at life in a different way. Mm-hmm. They need to experience life in their whole, with all of their senses in their whole being. So the workshops are really designed to get us out of our comfort zone a little bit, do things you know, we do meditate, we do journal, but then, like I said, we play in the dirt and we have activities and exercises and it's a lot of fun. And I like to do them um, very intimate, anywhere between six and 10 women, because then we all get to know each other. Mm-hmm. We get to let our guard down and it's just a beautiful experience. Yeah. I wish you were here in Texas, but you're only up there. <laughs> yeah. Cause I would love to, you know what, I'm just going to go and just like buy a ticket up there and one of those things I really I really really do think that this is beneficial for me and I think for my kids sanity if I stay here any longer I think we're all gonna be like going at each other with this we have a winter that's gonna be much harder on us in Texas than it was last year I don't know if you've heard it because it was like Mm -hmm. last year it was the whole grid was shut down um some people oh I remember yeah that we were in it we were in Thankfully, we're Midwesterners, so we know the whole procedure in regards yeah. to snow. Down here, everybody was in a panic mode. So we just like hunkered down and we were no electricity for, I think, maybe five days. No electricity, no oh heat. We, I will definitely <laughs> need that. I think either before or, uh, well, I mean, 2022, you said, so it's going to be yeah. completely First after that. Hopefully I still have on my hair from all okay. the... <laughs> these boys are going cabin fever but yes I love it so tell the listeners can you tell a little bit more exactly if they are wanting to know more about your upcoming events and I love these outings that you had how are they able to reach out and contact you so I am on LinkedIn at Laura Marie Rubin I am also um, on Instagram at life with Laura Marie they can DM me there. They can check out my website. Um, I have my original website is lauramarierubin.com. I also have a new website coming up called lifewithlauramarie.com. And here's what I'll say. I encourage your listeners, if they're stuck, if they're overworked, if they're overwhelmed, if they feel like life isn't what they expected it to be, and I don't know what the next steps are, reach out. Reach out in any way, you know, find, you know, get on my websites. There's contact forms, DM me through Instagram, LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook at Laura M. Rubin 01. Just look me up, find me and reach out. And I am more than happy to take some time to talk with your listeners about where they're at, what they're stuck on and give them some thoughts and ideas of what their next steps might be just to kind of give them that little boost. And we all, you know, what? we all need a helping hand and mm-hmm. I always encourage the listeners, don't do it alone. Find a friend, find a coach, find a group that you can, you have a choice. You can stay where you're at, or you can start taking those small steps. It's not going to be easy. Find some help, find a support group, find someone to go along with you. Mm-hmm. Become so comfortable in our situation, even though, even mm-hmm. though it's considered uncomfortable because right? there's no movement, there's no action, there's no progress. But we're just so used and we're hesitant of taking that step. And I've been there so many times, like moving from Wisconsin to Texas, just by closing my eyes and pointing on the map. I literally did that. that oh, that's amazing. No, and I have no family down here. And I, we drove everything down here. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I had to make the initiative move because it there was no budging. I was in Wisconsin for 25 years and nothing. 
Nothing was going my way. There was a glass ceiling on my career, on my education, my financial status, like anything, anything in regards to that. I was, but um, just so many things, you know, you just kind of, like you said, take that step, take the initiative. It might feel uncomfortable, but once you start moving again, mm-hmm. it's like, I can go farther. Let me take another one and another one. Right. Oh my gosh. And the next, you know, you're sprinting. And yep. so it's just amazing. Amazing. So I will actually provide all that information, like um, your website and additional information in the show notes. Here's what I want to tell you. I don't think you were careless. I think you were bold and you took a beautiful, bold move for you and your children to make a difference because you recognized that you were stuck. And the only way to become unstuck was to make that make a, a big, huge step. Some of us don't have to make, it's not all about making huge steps, but for you, that's what you needed to do. Mm-hmm. And, and I applaud you for that. I applaud oh, you for that. You. And so I would say to your listeners, take that as an example, but you don't have to look at the, the big step that you made and the success that it, the changes and the difference it made in your life. Just think about, just make one small step. You don't have to move from Wisconsin to Texas. Just take that one small step today and it'll mm-hmm. make a difference. And like you said, Once you're successful in that step, then the next step, it's like, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. And you're right. Next thing you're doing, you're running the marathon, you're sprinting, you're doing whatever that is, but build every time. Exactly. It's been an honor. Like I said, so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, Jasmine, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Yes. Thank you, Laura. You have a wonderful weekend. You too. All right. Love it. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. If you yourself is a small business owner, entrepreneur, musician, or artist, or liked what you heard, please share and follow. I am on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube, or contact me at www.jasminecastillovoice.com and stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.